UFOs and flying saucers and ETs In government conspiracies But I've seen none of the above If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles Lose my little mind Hello there everyone, this is X-Files Talk X-Files The only podcast whose sleepwear is stolen from the Smithsonian I'm your host, David Howard, and joining me today from xfiles.news, I have Tiffany and Garrett Duvall. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello. So uh, we're here today, we're going to talk uh, the third episode of The Revival, we are halfway through. Uh, we're going to talk Mother and Scully meets the Weir Monster. So can we get a general thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. Yeah. Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany. A, a general thumbs up. I'll, I'll do a general <laughs> thumbs up. Yes. Oh, it's a thumbs up for me as well. Uh, so we will get into the episode discussion shortly. Uh, first up, we do have a listener question and we do have some news. So Tiffany, can I hand over to you and we get the news out of the way first? Sure, sure. So, okay. Um, as everyone, or at least I guess quite a few people know, that the Super Bowl is on February 7th. And Fox has announced that during the halftime show, they're going to show exclusive footage from the season finale, which is My Struggle 2. It's only going to be aired during the halftime show. So we're hearing, um, I guess, at the beginning of the halftime show and then possibly again during it. So everybody that doesn't watch football should probably watch football on that day. So is the Super Bowl actually on Fox or they just happen to be showing it <laughs> during whenever uh, halftime occurs? You know... As someone that doesn't watch football, I have no idea. That's got to be something we probably should have looked at before this new session. Super Bowl is going to be on CBS, so... Um, there you go. There you go. Wow, interesting. So either right, Fox then. has bought some Fox airtime... some promos on CBS. Or you need to switch over and miss Coldplay so you can watch a little bit of X-Files. <laughs> either way, it's going to be 30 minutes after you expected it to start so <laughs> yeah right exactly uh let's see other news um oh well there's a conspiracy monsters myth- and mythology x-files art show it actually starts tonight at the i am 8-bit gallery in los angeles it's gonna have pieces inspired by the x-files it's gonna run for about 10 days so i guess it ends on valentine's day if you want more info on that you can find it at our website www.xfiles.news and, um, yeah, I guess that's it for... I, I started to say Avi Quijada is there now, but you're, you'll miss her because you won't hear this till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Avi was going to be on the show tonight, but she's there doing that, so... Yeah, she's actually at that gallery us. right now. Um, the other bit of news is on, let's see, tomorrow, fe- Friday, February 5th, the St. Louis Science Center is holding a Truth Is Out There X-Files event. They're going to have a screening of Fight the Future at 10 p.m. The box office actually opens at 6, but you can get there earlier in the day because they're having like um, different things going on. Like There's a presentation on conspiracy theories and how they relate to the X-Files, and then they have a memorabilia display. And uh, it sounds like they may have a replica of Mulder and Scully's office somewhere going around out there. So if you're in the St. Louis area, definitely go check out the Science Center tomorrow. And that should be it for news this week. Cool. All right, on to the listener question then. And this week it is from Claire Pfeiffer. And she asks, uh, which other writers slash directors from the original series would you have liked, would you have liked to be involved in the revival? And she points out that obviously apart from Chris Carter, um, that Glenn, Jim, and Darren were all only there up to season four. Uh, yeah. So it's yes, very much the early years of the show. So um, Tiffany, I'm going to let you jump in there. Uh, Frank Spotnitz, no question, without a doubt. That's the one person. There's a lot of people missing, but that's the one person missing that I think... Um, I feel the most, I guess, in terms of watching these news ep- new episodes. His absence is something that I, I don't know. I feel like I can feel it while watching it. So that makes sense. I mean, I probably don't give him half as much credit as he deserves, and I know that you all do over there. So that 
that's good because <laughs> you, you balanced me out. But that's a very yeah. good point because um, I was thinking the other day that uh, when they were going through all these contract negotiations or whatever to come back for season nine, that Chris's contract uh, discussions were going on and on and on and it looked like Frank may have been taken over as the showrunner there for a little bit. So... I- I think Frank is a huge part of the show. I'm, Frank has been involved since season two. Um, he's, you know, he was executive producer. He was so much a part of the X-Files that it's very strange to have this new season without him. And I, I you know, I'm glad we have season 10 and I certainly wouldn't not want season 10. But if there's one thing that I can point to that I feel is missing, it's definitely Frank Spotnitz. I mean, he really, um, you know, he he and Chris made a dynamic team, I think. And um, I don't know. I mean, we, we always kind of, Avi and I always joke that Frank, you know, Chris is kind of the, um, you know, the birth of the X-Files and Frank is kind of its soul. So he's definitely somebody that I would like to, to come back. What about you, Garrett? He'll have someone different because he ha- always has to. Not like, always. I want know. Vince Gilligan back. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would want Vince back too. Yeah, yeah. just because he wrote some of the episodes I like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was kind of cool when they had people that came in just for an episode or two. But Vince was like, he wrote some of the my more favorite ones. Oh yeah, definitely. There's some people I don't want to come back, but <laughs> we'll just keep that for another podcast. We will. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's in a way, it's a little bit premature for me to answer this question because we don't know what kind of Chris Carter turns up for the standalone episode that he does. Um, so it may be Chris Carter is the answer for this. Um, <laughs> but. It, <laughs> Uh, so no, so Vince Gilligan is the obvious choice for me. Um, everybody knows how much I love him, and it would have been great to have had him here for six episodes. Um, if there is a season 11, I really hope he does come back for that. But other people that I thought of that would be kind of interested, and maybe this would be would better if it was a slightly longer season than just the six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but R.W. Goodwin, who yeah. Oh yeah, Bob Goodwin. He only ever wrote um, Demons, I think, but he obviously directed a ton of episodes up until yeah. season four or something. So it'd be nice to see him come back and do something that he wrote and directed. Yeah. Um, and I want Castle to end so Rob Bowman can come back too. That was going to be my other one. I said, let's get another, <laughs> let's get another script by William Gibson and Tom Maddox and get Rob Bowman to direct it. Yes, right. Let's get an actual sequel to Kill Switch that isn't first person <laughs> yeah. shooter. <laughs> So those are my answers. <laughs> no shaven. No. <laughs> Listeners, if you have a question, please uh, do let us know. You can get in touch by going to xfilestalkxfiles.com and clicking on the contact button, or you can hit me up on Facebook and Twitter. I am David T. Harwood on both of those. On now then to the episode discussion, and tonight's episode joins the ranks of such abbreviated classics as CBFR, TFWID, HTGSC, and of course, TINH. I'm talking, of course, about MASMTWM, which a lot yeah. of people have had some very positive responses to, apart from Tiffany, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard. I love it in a way that just is different, I guess. Anyway, you, you set it up. Okay, so. This is one of the episodes that when we knew it was coming, we knew who was that it was Darren Morgan was writing, directing it. It was the episode I was probably most excited for, and it's probably because it's the one I knew more or less the kind of tone it would be and what sort of episode it would be. Whereas the other ones, I mean, you know what uh, Morgan and Wong kind of do? They do more of the horror sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris had the two mythology ones and then Babylon, which was kind of a mystery as to where that was going to fit in. But this one, we kind of knew what it was going to be. And, you know, like Darren Morgan's previous episode. So I was excited about this. I was fairly confident in this one. And then about a week ago, a clip got posted online and it was the graveyard scene 
where Guy mm-hmm. Mann talks about just now realizing that everybody dies and it's not just something that can be avoided. And it just really put me off and I got really, really worried <laughs> because out of context and it, it just didn't work. The humor seemed a little bit too weird. It seemed, uh, well, uh, and there was no score or anything behind it as well, which I, I just thought it was a terrible, terrible clip. And it wasn't representative of the episode as a whole for me. Uh, absolutely love the episode. Definitely my favorite one from the revival so far. Um, and <laughs> what? Yes. Let it finish. And probably, I would say it's right in the middle of my personal ranking of all of his episodes. No. I would slide it right in the middle there. Well, you know, actually, I probably yeah, I, I, Clyde Brockman and Jose Chan go on the top. top so that's, yeah, it's <laughs> not the greatest episode He's ever. Like, it's no, not the greatest episode ever, it's but, the best ever. But that's because people are weird. I mean, they honestly, believe whatever they want. there are people that say it's the best ever. But I don't think they actually watched everything. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're entitled to it, so, but it's wrong. They, so it, for it's, me, this it's, episode is awesome if I don't remember that it's the X Files. It's the best like episode I, from the last fourteen years. Like, <laughs> actually, you could pre- probably extend that. Yeah, <laughs> but if I pretend that it's like another show that Mulder and Scully happen to just be in, then I'm okay with it. But if I think of it in terms of the X Files universe, it's so fucking weird. Why? Like it's. it's... Oh, see, that's that's how I feel. What? But like, I accept it. I, like, I'm learning. It, the episode. The third doesn't... viewing helped me. On the first viewing, I was like, "What in the actual fuck did if you, I just watch?" If you forget everything, and just enjoy it, it's actually a yeah. really, really yeah, good yeah, episode. Yeah. If I don't think of it in terms, but of, it, like, like it doesn't make it into the rest any of the sense story. whatsoever. When you try to like think about it, yeah, which I found that's really what kind of turned me off because like it's super funny, very funny, very very funny, and I loved it. But the second I was like started thinking about it, like we watched it, and I was like, oh, that was pretty good, and then I was like started thinking about it, and, like I don't understand anything I just watched, <laughs> like none of it made sense to me, and I couldn't figure out why. And then we watched it again. And I was like, I was getting more confused. Yeah. But I still have the enthusiasm. I mean, the thing is, is that it just had so much in it that was right. What's that the thing with you kind of overlook all the things that didn't make absolutely any sense. Or the things that were kind of out of character and weird. Well, like, okay. Let's, let's, talk about, let's forward to the end for a second and talk about a completely strange out of character moment. So if Scully knows that Kumail's character is the killer... And she goes by herself to go get him. And she's out front playing with the puppy. Why in the hell does she turn her back on where he would be coming from just chatting with Mulder on the phone? Like, she knows that he's the killer. She knows that he's, like, I just don't. And I can't figure out why he would even want to kill her. He knows that she's an FBI agent with a gun. But even if he didn't, like, I don't see her doing that. No. But, I mean, that's the thing. You can't think about it in that way. The whole episode's like that. Neither character really makes sense. And it's a cluster. But... No, I actually thought Mulder's character was pretty. No. What, what did it. he do that was weird? At the very beginning of the episode, he's like, "I'm just, I'm tired of all this. This is uh, shit." <laughs> and you know, we've been chasing all these monsters, After and none of them are. Convincing her to go back to the FBI. <laughs> right. And then he, he was like, "We got to go back." And he was like, "We're doing it because of the government conspiracy and blah blah blah." And now he's like, "Well, it's all a piece of shit. I don't even know why we're here." But aliens are real, but none of the other stuff. Right. I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it, just, I, it was funny, though. I mean, like, we can break it down, moment. but I I don't know. I think it was hard for me because, I mean, as long as I kept that, it was just funny. Because it was funny. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And, I mean, I like the fact that they took chances. Because, I mean, honestly, I think they could have played it safe in so many ways. Yeah. And this episode would not nearly have been like as much the, fun it, as it was. At the very end, Garrett was like, wouldn't it be so cool if, like, Mulder just showed up at Scully's um, hotel room door and he had the paint on his face? And that really it was just all him being high the entire time and hallucinating. <laughs> I want that. He's like, that would have made it perfect. <laughs> it's just, it well, was, I mean, they didn't, it, nothing was wrapped up. It was so they, like, out of the it realm. so ambiguous and weird and, yeah. oh man. It, I think for me it was so out of the realm of the X-Files that it's like, 
it was hard to imagine it as part of the same universe. But if I thought of it separately, well, it mean, was the funniest it's kind damn of episode the same. ever. I mean, but you just kind of think about it in the sense that it's like an alternate reality. Yeah, I mean, it was probably the funniest X file I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it was for sure it was super, yeah, super funny. Yeah, it's just I don't know. <laughs> it was just so weird that it was an X file, right? <laughs> like, uh, I will say though that um, the sex scene. I'm going to file that under one of those be careful what you wish for categories because you know that fans for years have been like, I want a sex scene on the X-Files. I want a sex scene on the X-Files. I've been one of those fans. And what do they do? They give us a sex scene on the X-Files with Scully and someone else. Like, that's just mean. Yeah, it was perfect. It was. I was shocked. I mean, it didn't make any sense, but it was perfect. No, but it didn't even matter because I was just staring at my TV like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it, yeah. it was, I almost dropped the laptop. Like well, we're getting, we're getting closer and closer to a more explicit sex scene, so it could be coming up. I mean, after Founders Fingers Mutation crossed. and then step up to this one, <laughs> so. I don't, I disagree. I mean, I didn't put that much thought into the bits that don't make sense because... There's a lot about the X-Files, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, which <laughs> so, is true. That's all totally true. So, I mean, that didn't really bother me too, too much. Um, to me, I find, you know, yes, it was a weird sort of off-the-wall kind of vibe, but I didn't feel like it was any more off-the-wall than some of the other earlier kind of comedic episodes that we'd had on the show. Um, to me, yeah. it, it seemed right around that whole But, I mean, weren't they extraordinarily high during the autopsy? I mean, that was so out of character for both of them. I was like, this is the weirdest moment. I did did think, though, that it was really cool that Mulder and Scully did the whole body switching thing, essentially, where he's like, well, it had to be a mountain lion. It had to be this. And, you know, she's the believer. I I thought that was great because, you know, she did evolve in the show to be a believer. Um, So I thought it was funny that, that they were kind of playing off each other like that. Yeah, and they've switched them before like that, but it seemed like a very fresh sort of take on that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really did. I thought they did a really great job with that. Um, on it, most but people it, agree with you, David. Seriously, like all all the ratings agree with you. Everybody I've talked to online. But I mean, agrees it just—I finally like, I get my help, day. <laughs> I couldn't help but like think about it, like through the, especially the second and third, it just got worse and worse. Like I thought maybe I. Was I mean, they're like the point. worst, like FBI agents of all time. <laughs> I mean, not like, the gun, uh, you fool. Well, well, that was funny, but I mean, you know, at the beginning when she was like, um, "Well, you know, they think it's a mountain lion and all this stuff," and they're pointing it all out. It's like, why would an animal control specialist be out in the middle of the woods getting a mountain lion that lives in the with woods with no gun by himself? <laughs> Isn't that the part? It's it's oh, they randomly run into him and go, "Oh, you're the guy that was attacked." Well, maybe he would have been the first person you went to interview when you got into town, but. You know, right? Yeah. Why Why were you out in the woods? Were you chasing some sort of creature that maybe could have been behind all of this? I mean, yeah, well, they just kind of like, yeah, he was just the guy. Yeah. And like his character wasn't needed really at all other than just to kind of set up some jokes. But I, I mean, the one about checking the settings was super yeah, funny. Yeah, I mean, it was super funny, but I mean, his <laughs> character was so weird and yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, I did like though that you know Darren Morgan did this episode, and of course there's a porta potty in it. Yes. You know I yeah, thought that, that was an amazing that throwback. Scene is the biggest part for me. It made absolutely no sense. Oh, well, because yeah. when he's reaccounting to Mulder how it happened, he takes his clothes he takes off. all his clothes off as he runs through the field, <laughs> and then he meets the animal control guy and Mulder and freaks them all in out in underwear, and then he runs into the. Potty, porta potty and it's magically in his underwear dressed. and then it's magically dressed <laughs> with, with all the, the clothes on. that were in the field you just <laughs> gotta go with it Garrett <laughs> I know but that's the thing Look, like after my struggle to come back and you can pick as many holes as you want I don't think anybody wants this episode to make that much sense it's just <laughs> I, I needed to fun like I needed it to it's like here is a monster here's all these things and then it's like it's all these great ideas but they're not really like wrapped up in any way or make sense and then he kind of like chastises you for trying to make sense of it (laughs) yeah he does yeah because Mulder's like like, well this doesn't make any sense and he's like why does it too fantastical and he's like well there is no internal logic so suck it hey you know if you think about it i wonder if darren did some of these things purposefully and then had his character tell you to suck it while watching maybe i don't know that's so funny 
I mean, I liked it. I just, the, I think I find it hard to say that it's better than episode two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode two for me is still, Founder's Mutation is still, like, my top. But, you know, I don't know season. if that's because it directly followed one and I didn't like one at all. I think it's because of pain. It was painful. I don't know, but episode two was nicely wrapped and it felt yeah, good. That, yeah, it was too. But this one, honestly, was the absolute funniest hour of X-Files I've ever seen in my life. It was funny. But, I don't know. <laughs> it was just so weird. <laughs> then, it's I mean, like, I, I accept that there's a lizard man right off the bat. I'm fine yeah. with that. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. But then there's yeah. all these, like... The costuming was amazing, Yeah, the costuming did a great job. Yeah. But, like, some of the other things, like, I just... I don't know. I just what, can't. What, what else is on your list? Here? I mean, you can't BS your way into prescription. Well, uh, he can. He, obviously, How? he did. Well, he did. That's not possible. What the doctor for a start is not exactly a typical doctor. He seemed like a weird character himself. Yeah. Yeah, but he wrote he, he wrote Mulder a prescription. Him. I know so he, he would have written this guy a prescription. To stop get looking for that much. But then he doesn't have a name. He doesn't even have a license. His or... name is Guy Man. <laughs> but that's not. <laughs> All right, what else? And then is Camille's character is Camille. is he a lizard man? Oh yeah, we couldn't figure out like how his bite. Well, not just turns how his bite. I mean, how does his bite turn into human? But then why is he out there like not just biting somebody? He's like chewing their necks completely off. But and it's only the neck. Yeah. Like, what is his motivation? Yeah. Well, he says. It, what's well, funny about that is he says you know, he's a serial yeah, killer. He's a Mulder's like, once you know one serial, or once you profile one serial killer, you've profiled them all, and. He never picked up on that. Like, Mulder's terrible at his job, essentially. <laughs> I think we've already established this in previous seasons. I will say he's terrible at doing up his tie in this episode. That bit when they're out of the woods, his tie doesn't reach his belt. It's like halfway up his stomach. <laughs> and it was just bugging me the entire time. I love the whole scene of them wrestling in the cemetery. I thought that was great. Yeah. Oh, there's just so many things I just couldn't accept. Like... He, when he recounts, like, when he woke up as a human in the woods immediately after all that stuff had happened in the morning, mm-hmm. what's the response time? I mean, those two got uh, the people that got high, mm-hmm. obviously, they would have taken him a second to be like, holy crap, we saw this dude. Yeah. They would have had to go call the police. The police would have to show up. But wouldn't they come in the middle of the night? They were probably too high to call the police until the next morning. Was it the, it was that, I guess it was that same bit of the woods because he found the clothes. And then it was confusing, like, they had a photo of the, um, one of the victim's clothes, the guy wearing the clothes. Yeah. That, um, what's his name was wearing. No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Mulder showed him, he's like, he's wearing the same outfit as our victim. But, but, but how the did they get a victim's photo that new, with that that exact outfit? the same clothes. (laughs) Because they took Maybe off the clothes. it was a picture before the guy, like, went on a trip to go, like, camping or something. He went camping with one of those hats, the straw hats. You and know, people al- do no. things. No, it just, and it was an actual photo. It wasn't even a photo on his phone, which was weird. Yeah, yeah. Everything's it was a, digital it was a now. Photo photo. So wouldn't they just have just it on their accept phone? accept it. You just have to accept it. I try. I, this is, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm telling you, what works for me, just pretend it's a different show. I like it as long as I don't overanalyze it. Because the second I start analyzing, I'm like, I don't know what just happened. But it was great. It was hilarious. Yeah. I grant that. That but... seemed to be the consensus in our house was, what the hell just happened? That was really funny. And this doesn't make any sense. But it was still funny. Yeah. Oh, I am upset, however, at this episode, not showing Scully kicking that guy's ass. Like, we don't get to see that. We just get to see her, like, yanked by the neck and, like, smashed into the floor. That bothers and you. Then, yes, that bothers me. Do you know how many awesome scenes there are of Scully kicking someone's ass and we don't get yes, one in this revival? Yes, but if they revival? just followed proper protocol, they would have caught him. At the very beginning of the episode, you know, they wouldn't even have to do all this. If proper <laughs> protocol, half of the X-Files wouldn't exist. Let's be honest. No, but I mean, like, I can't think. All right, what else? You're hurting what my head. Hold on. No, we got to start at the beginning here. No, Good. you already did. Yeah, hold on. No, I didn't. We Let's already see. went through this list. No. And if there's anyone out there that really liked this episode, you I might know, al- we're so sorry. <laughs> you might also we're want so... to go back and listen to Garrett tear apart uh, postmortem Prometheus as well. 
Uh, yeah, right. You probably would. I mean, there are definitely parts I absolutely love, but it's just... I don't know. I just... Our 11-year-old thought this was the funniest damn thing he'd ever seen. Well, at least somebody in your house has good taste. Until the sex scene, in which case he buried his face in the couch and refused to watch the rest. (laughs) Yeah, the only other note I have is why are there chickens in the animal shelter, but they explained it because they're backyard chickens. Backyard chickens chickens on a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah, why don't we see Scully kick ass, though? Seriously. That upset me. There wasn't any time. There was plenty of time. That whole cemetery scene was a long amount of time. There was time to squeeze in a Scully kicking someone's ass scene. If there's time to squeeze that in, there's time to finish the episode and make it wrapped up perfectly. Oh, you know, the the two people in the beginning of the episode um, are the same oh, no. two people. Don't. Yeah, yeah. No. They're the same two people getting We're high not back in season every one. Easter egg in this entire no, episode. No, but that's a good one, though, because the, the joke online was that those two... Stoneheads like stay together. Stoneheads, Stoneheads. that's not what they're called now. <laughs> Good lord, you sound like you're fifty. <laughs> they're out there in the woods smoking their stones. Yeah. So they stayed together for over twenty years and Mulder and Scully broke up. They're not necessarily together. They're together. No. Yes, they are. No. She yeah. has ambition. And he knows really, what he wants. she has some ambition, all right. She does. Okay. She's like, maybe we should stop. And he's like, nah. <laughs> I want to be a werewolf that continues to do the exact same thing. <laughs> he knows what's up. Yeah. Gold Oh, paint. do you want to talk about the, uh, the, the one scene that threw you? What scene was that? With the transgender, the whole conversation. It didn't throw me. It was just awkward. Well, no, because because the way that it made it sound when was he that was... that Mulder was disgusted about No, no, no. It or, made like, it... odd. No, like, not but... Mulder. It made it sound like... Well, the other guy would the be. The other guy. That would make sense because he doesn't understand. Yeah. But Mulder even felt, like, a little awkward around No, I don't shooter. think he did. I think he was just explaining it. And the other guy was like, what? That That's crazy. I don't know. I thought, is is that what you want to say on no. TV? Yeah, it just didn't feel... I'm fine with his character saying that. Yeah. But just the whole everything. No, I didn't so, get that vibe from Mulder. I got the vibe from Mulder that he was just explaining. And that the lizard man was like, I think it was, was supposed like, to be what? funnier than it came across, and it didn't come across funny. It just came across really yeah. weird. That joke fell flat for me. You're hurting David's heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just I liked it. I just thought two was better, and one was the worst episode ever made. Oh, really? No. This is why we kept you away. Last I know, week. and I can't help it. <laughs> there is a reason. You mean put on probation again? <laughs> I really like this episode. I mean, I kind of knew going in that it was going to be one of these ones that pays homage to um, all the the previous kind of monster of the week episodes and stuff and there, there were going to be a lot of easter eggs in it and from the moment that that stoner couple appeared on the screen in the teaser i just had a huge goofy grin on my face yeah and me too i was not sitting there looking for everything to make sense and i guess <laughs> out of everything that you've told me i guess the characterizations are maybe a little bit of kind of what bugged me of the episode but otherwise I can accept what was there and not look for loose ends. Your to tie euphoria up and stuff. just floated and above it. <laughs> yeah, and, and plus, it has countless episodes of the show that have all these loose ends and things. I like know, but they're usually and like honestly, Garrett would make a list for every episodes. one of them. Is that we only get six, and two of them I know I don't really care about. You've so only it's like seen, we only get four. You only have seen one that you know you don't really care about. You're already planning I, on my I struggle know. too. The last episode is going to irritate me, so I'm just going to throw that out there. But the Monsters of the Week, it's like, I think two was so spot on for me. It's like, this episode was great, don't get me wrong, and it would have been great if we had a full season, this was somewhere towards the beginning, but not like, smacked up against uh, the mutations. I mean, I just, that is, two was just so good well it's like one was so bad and then two was like the exact opposite it was everything that i wanted one to be that one wasn't yeah. what about the hotel owner drinking uh um rubbing alcohol <laughs> i don't know and don't being they put a total perv. Agent in and Mulder's like oh i won't report you seriously <laughs> yeah that whole thing was really awkward 
But that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good episode. I think I'm, the I'm, first time you watched it, though, when Mulder finds the secret, you know, the, I guess the hallway, secret hallways and stuff, Garrett's like, "Please be Scully's room. Please be Scully's room." <laughs> I knew it would be, but I mean, like that's another thing. Like that's, I just couldn't stand the re- that that talk is so funny. Oh no, that talk is perfect. Don't you fucking dare. But. It just doesn't make any sense to no, me yes, in the context does. of the relationship if because anything, it hasn't been fully explained. No, if anything in that whole episode makes sense, it is that scene. Which scene? The one where the one where he's having the he, rebuttal with himself. He, we, okay. Yeah, where he's yeah. With, and she's like, "That's not my letting her talk. Yeah, because that's what she misses. It was cute, but I mean, since I want to believe he's been like this hermit, depressive person. That's why they split up because he's depressed all the time. So when she sees him doing this and getting excited about things again and loving life again, that makes her happy. This molder she's missed for a long time. I mean, she's missed it since before 2008. It's now 2016. I know, but this runs back into my problem with episode one. What's the problem with that? That we're supposed to just assume that he's psychologically screwed because they kind of tell you. And then it just... I know, which is so opposite of what he was in the truth. I, I get it. I just I can't get it. take it. <laughs> it's not that. I mean, I just needed a bigger explanation of everything. Okay. Well, it's, you're not going to get it. Because I know. This is Chris Carter. I know. I just can't, can't handle it. To be fair, David, he would write a list of every episode like this. It's not just this one. <laughs> no, I do this to everything. To and everything. And it kind of ruins a to lot everything of everything. And every show. And not yeah. every show. There are certain movies and comics and games that I've played that I, <laughs> I, for some reason, I can completely overlook every. So then you anything. understand how a fan can overlook. Oh, things. I totally can. Okay. I still think you're wrong that three is better than two, but <laughs> I can accept that you think it's amazing. And that's fine. Look, David's allowed to have an opinion. We gave him that ability last week. <laughs> you weren't here, but we, we told him he could have an opinion. Yeah, you're allowed to have an Did he say that episode one was good? Um, no, I think we all kind of equally ragged on episode one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I did like it better than the second one. Yeah, because he's weird, but it's okay. What? It's, it's fine. Is that serious? He, he's, it's... I think so. I mean, oh. one had so many faults. Um... But I, 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 I almost stopped it. watching. Garrett's like <laughs> vibrating next to me right now. <laughs> I like at the end no, of the let night. Let him talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think this I, podcast. I think I articulated it a little bit better last week than I'm going to in what I'm going to try and do as fast as I am right now. But um, yeah, it, there were so many problems with the first episode, but there's a lot of stuff in there, and I kind of like where they're going i just wish that they'd approach the storytelling a lot differently than they did founders mutation i thought was a a decent episode but it didn't resonate with me in any real way at all i mean (laughs) it's okay i thought you know i thought it was a solid gross out horror episode that had had the william bits in it for some reason (laughs) but it, no, it, it just didn't resonate with me. I'm sorry. It's okay. We can like do give me things. a guy in a lizard suit any day of the week. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> Episode one. Yes, it's fine. It's fine. You know, Chris writes a monster of the week, right? I don't care. Not next week, but the week after. And I'm well, still okay, not gonna this like is it. something I wanted to talk about because we've gone from bat crap crazy mythology to use Scully's <laughs> terminology to this really dark gross out episode to this all over the shop comedic episode which is apparently uh-huh. not everybody's cup of tea apparently um, <laughs> everyone's to, but ours to a I liked it. really depressing looking one next week I'm not and I'm, ready and I'm sure it'll I'm have so some, not ready for it. some dark horror-y kind of elements to that as well Sounds good to me. And it just makes you scratch my head and think, okay, are are we now on, now that we're halfway through, are the rest of these episodes just going to be complete downers the rest of the way? Yeah. Or is Babylon actually not an ironic title and it's actually going to be something happy? No, Chris Carter doesn't, okay, no, 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 no. He doesn't do happy. He does. No, I mean, like, when's the last time Chris Carter was... No, I'm not saying he's not happy. I'm just saying... 
That wasn't happy. It was happy for him. It was, <laughs> it was happy for him. <laughs> but no, he's done. He's done some good standalones that have got you know that have left people smiling and stuff. I mean, Triangle, yeah, Postman Prometheus, How the Ghosts Stole Christmas. Even though you could look at that and you could pick it apart and go, oh, "Well, this is really the depressing Christmas episode." It for all us fans of the show, that's why we I watch it every Christmas Eve. Yeah. So it was a real, it was actually a happy episode. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be interesting to see what kind of Chris Carter turns up and. Um, I, I all the signs know. point towards that episode being a very emotional down. I'm prepared for him episode. to be mean. Um, I've been bur- <laughs> I've been smacked around one too many times. <laughs> like I think I'm just prepared for the worst. If it comes out that it's like you know Chris Carter's happy version and and postmodern Prometheus, I'll be like, oh, that's great. But I'm so maybe he's maybe it's a musical. <laughs> I don't want him to be happy. You don't want him to be happy? I don't no. think they're going to be happy. No. I know for a fact Monday is not going to be happy. And we're not going to spoil everyone, but just everyone needs to have, like, tissues and chocolate and alcohol and whatever it is that, like, calms you down. Legally. I don't see that. <laughs> well, I'm going to be sitting there with a bag and some spray paint. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I don't know about Babylon. I'm fe- I'm feeling that it's just going to be a continuation of pain. I hope so. <sighs> I don't know. Like, I don't want it to be that way because it hurts, but at the same time, obviously I do because those are the, ep- those are the episodes I like the most. Well, at least we know the lone gunmen are going to be there wearing cowboy hats. They better not. They are. No. Lone gunmen are in Babylon. I don't care. I don't believe that exists yet. I won't believe until I see it. Well, it's probably a flashback sequence. I don't even want those. They shouldn't even be in it, period. Oh, that's sad. Not really. No. They died. They got the best ending of any character on the show, that's apparently, true. because they're actually dead. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't seen Babylon yet. I will literally... <laughs> <laughs> now I want Chris Carter to bring them back just to mess with you. I'd be like, so mad. That would be the best episode ever of the series if that actually happened just, and you no, had to watch it. It's not even funny. <laughs> not be, funny at all. It would be amazing. They got the best. What about Cancer Man? Cancer Man's back. What'd you think of that? I don't care. I mean, that... Oh, that was I don't inevitable. Care. I mean... The fact that yeah, he died I mean, then, by a missile and in the then, face. Like, it just, of course, Chris Carter's going to bring him back because he's such a recognizable villain. And Right, yeah. there's nobody else. And they don't have the time to really develop anybody else. Yeah, not in six episodes. And it's like, I get it, fine. I accept that, but it, it didn't really shock me or make me like yeah. super thrilled That's or crazy. True. And we all kind of knew it was coming, so. Yeah. This, I yeah, wanted it yeah. to be more, but it just wasn't. Yeah. There's actually some interesting theories out there online about the new mythology and stuff, and some of them are really, really good, but it doesn't make sense why uh, Cigarette Smoking Man is a part of that in any way. That Yeah. Yeah. The idea that, you know, there would be a whole conspiracy that even he wasn't aware of, so... Ah, the sea... Yeah, just, that no. would be very weird. That's the thing, like, I just... Uh, no. I just... I can't... <laughs> Accept it. And if I don't accept it, that makes everything in episode one terrible. It makes me want to kill somebody. Aww. No. <laughs> I won't rag on episode one anymore. Thank I'll you. Keep my mouth shut. You were not allowed. You were under a gag order. I'm still devastated that you had so much to complain about from this episode. I, I wouldn't say it's a complaint. I mean, I, I as much <laughs> as I did complain, I actually really, really enjoyed it. I mean, there were a lot of really funny parts. If Ryan Jessica were here, we would have just spent of. 30 minutes just going through the episode line by line, calling out all of the Easter eggs. Right, but, but I mean, I'm, no, I'm used you want it to make like, sense. When I went to film school, I mean, this is what you do. You tear everything apart, and yeah. but you do it from a... Um, we're just going to blame the American Film Institute. That's just... Well, you do yeah. it from a, you know, <laughs> the viewpoint of as if you were the writer or you were the yeah. director. Abby, Abby does the exact same thing. I mean, as a viewer, it was, um, it was, it was super funny. It's just as somebody that, you know, really enjoys film and really want to go into it, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's like I just needed the script to, like, be finished and polished and sexy and it just wasn't it was but it was very enjoyable it was very very cool. yeah i mean for some reason you know i had that same reaction to my struggle you know and i was just picking it apart as to 
how I would have written it in a different way so that it was a more engaging episode had a bit more. It was a lot easier to take that apart. You could have lost the you could have lost the first half of my struggle. I think. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. That whole episode. You could have lost three quarters of that porch scene as well. (laughs) It wasn't that it was bad per se. It was just too much cluttered in one thing, and they hadn't really found their characters yet. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why two was such a shock for me because Mulder and Scully actually felt, it felt like Mulder and like Scully. Them. It felt like a like real season episode. Season five, them, you know. Yeah, it really did. Whereas feel like one, a real they episode. were just so clunky. I think a lot of that was rehearsal. I think there were some scenes that there just wasn't a lot of preparation time. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like with Criterion Collection films and some films that are like just. From aesthetic, uh, from like an artistic perspective, they're amazing. Uh, the story is perfect, but I mean, it doesn't mean you necessarily enjoy them. And so I think that's kind of the same way, but the opposite. The writing isn't perfect, but I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it was a really fun episode. The more I watch it, actually, the more I get out of it. Well, I think you just have to accept that it is as for what it is. I mean, it's yeah. just funny. And I'm yeah. sure that you know it's not the sense of humor that everybody enjoys, but. You know, we've watched. I want to think show. that most people can enjoy it. I mean, there were some really funny things in yeah. there that were just. I mean, it was a good combination of like intellectual comedy with a little bit of slapstick. Yeah. And a little bit of kind of like, you know, just kind of real life stuff. Like his whole thing about the dog, about how humans treat their animals. I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. Right. You know, I mean, it's just kind of but I mean, it was just, fun. Just as even a character. I mean, his whole outfit was absurd. His accent was... Yeah, it just, like, didn't make it. any sense, but it was funny. Yeah. And then, like, his little, like, hop as he goes through the forest <laughs> was super funny. <laughs> Made a lot more sense once he told his version of the right. story. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, there were just, like... There were actually some, like, really well-written parts that, like, you... They yeah. just got overshadowed. Like, when um, the... What is it? The animal control guy is sneaking up on Mulder. You don't really think that he's like gonna kill Mulder. Yeah. And it's not until and you know, and I totally overlooked that the first time I saw yeah. it. Yeah. So it wasn't until the second time that I was like, Oh, I guess he is a serial killer and he's trying to kill Mulder or a psychopath. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I love my I really love the scene where he says, you know, I committed a murder and Mulder's like, What who who did you kill? And he's like, A cow and then it's him ordering a cheeseburger from the uh line because like how many times in our lives at least i mean i've done this when we were teenagers but how many people that are listening to this podcast have ever like tried to go through a drive-thru and wanted to order food like without being in a car you know and everybody anytime you do it someone's like oh you have to be in a car to be able to order here and the guy's like why (laughs) yeah i mean because i we've done that (laughs) like we did that in high school but, I mean, that was another thing. It was just so weird. Like, I thought it was, you know, in episode one, um, I can't think of the actress's name, but the girl was amazing. Like, her acting was fantastic. Stevia? Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then they killed her. And so I was like, that's Yeah, sad. she's an American. She's amazing. And then, um, you know, they really pushed Camille. But he I, has such a small His character was part. so small, but and then the guy that plays um, Guy Man was perfect. He, oh, was he was hilarious. Great. I, I wish they had taken him around. I mean, his acting was To do the promotion and stuff. Yeah. I would have they, loved. They hired the wrong podcast host, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was just fantastic. Yeah, I love and it, him. It's crazy. Like, because, I want to like, go see what else he's in now. They, I mean, even like with, they kind of pushed out Joe McHale, and it's like, he wasn't even very good for me. Well, I think the character. It wasn't that Joel McHale wasn't No, good. I mean, he was a terrible the casting choice. The character was written very strange. Nah, he just... Oh, no. Well, it's because you like community, so you see him... Well, the thing, you know, I guess from yeah. the marketing perspective, they're going to pick the people that have the name recognition and... Of course. Yeah, right, yeah, know, yeah. People Which that is kind of... They did better this time, though, than in I Want to Believe, as far as name recognition goes. But it does kind of... a I don't know. Even some of the... I don't know. I don't know. There's so many people I recognize in the show now, which is driving me nuts. Oh my gosh, the guy from BSG. <laughs> the guy from BSG. Yeah, there were a couple more. That was last I week. I was like, oh my gosh. Now. Yeah, there were so but many. But almost people. every episode now, I've noticed several, like substantial number people. of people. Yeah. Well, the guy in this episode, the uh, motel owner, he was actually the 
doctor from I Want to Believe, who is yeah. doing yes. the two-headed yes. dogs and stuff. I thought that was cool. I, I honestly, yeah, I mean, the, I like it when they those do things. I, t- I accept those, but it's like when they're actual Unless actors from Terry other Quinn, shows, and then, and then it's, not I, cool. it's like I can't. Yeah. Separate the two for some reason. <laughs> the, only, the only person they're not Terry allowed O'Quinn. to keep using is Terry O'Quinn. No, not after the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity. <sighs> so bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, I mean, it was good. That was Mulder and Scully meets the Rare Monster in a nutshell. Most everyone liked it. I liked it. I mean, I'm not claiming. Okay, I didn't. fine. Most everyone didn't break it's it down. It's high on my list of episodes especially considering that for this podcast i've watched season eight and nine it's better than sunshine <laughs> days yes yeah it was better than sunshine <laughs> days you keep trying to provoke me like that's a favorite episode no. of mine you, it, you've learned it's, it's certainly one of the better ones of season nine but no it's not going to be on any <laughs> top 20 list or anything like that it's okay <laughs> right. that's why we we always provoke abby by telling her that space is her favorite episode <laughs> Which she it's actually not, is but... coming around to liking, she said, fairly recently. She is, sure. yeah, she's starting to. Now we just gotta <laughs> convince her that Reyes is a useless character. No! <laughs> no, she's not. You hush your mouth. Uh, yeah, Garrett, I think people are a bit fed up of you taking on Reyes all the time. On Reyes, yeah. <laughs> she's coming back. We've had some complaints. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Oh, um... Oh, yeah, folks, don't worry. Roy and Jessa are going to be here next week, so we're going to have some happy talk about this episode <laughs> yeah, included yeah, yeah. there, I'm sure. Um, yeah, okay, so Scully was really shortchanged in this episode, I thought. Uh, Tiffany, you said that you wish you'd had like a kick-ass kind of scene, but I just Yeah, thought... I really do. They had a perfect opportunity for it. The whole way through, though, it's this is Mulder's episode, and Scully was there to kind of add little quips in occasionally, but... Well, and to have sex on camera, but yeah. Yeah, you know, just, like, (laughs) brief little moments like that that registered, but she was absent for a good portion of it. Um, And there's that that great scene that you talked about where Mulder's arguing both sides in the motel room. Yeah. (laughs) But but at the same time, that's the bat-crap crazy scene where she says that line, and I guess it was because of censors or something, but... And the end of that scene where she's like, well, that sounds like a good investigative plan. And yeah. I just thought that was kind of weird. So, Well, she's be- I think she's kind of being condescending to him. Yeah, I, I got or, that. Or, or I got really, that. I guess patronizing <laughs> is more the word. Yeah. She's, yeah. But yeah, so her, uh, there were elements up, of the episode that I kind of thought were not quite 100% as they should have been. <laughs> um... We should probably point out that um, Guy Man's outfit is modelled after Kolchak. Yes! The original Night Stalker, not the substandard remake. <gasps> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> um, yeah, if anybody has seen it, it's not very good. Um, the last episode on the DVD, I think, was actually the best one, which is something to do with a monster at the end of the hallway or something. Um, actually... Um, this episode that we're talking about, um, The Weird Monster, was actually based on a script that Darren Morgan originally wrote for Night Stalker, and he repurposed it for this one. By wow, Rick, that's by cool. By Ryan Mulder and Scully, so... That's awesome. Obviously hmm. decided that, you know... I, I, I think it's kind of known that he takes a long time to write his scripts anyway, so the fact that he already had something written that he could just kind of cut up and you know copy and paste a lot of that, that maybe... It made it a little easier for him to get this out in time yeah. for the revival. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the Night Stalker being that good. And I haven't seen... <laughs> the- <laughs> what did you think about it? I mean, I'm sure you've seen them. I haven't. I don't think I've seen the new one. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now I, I don't have to because... I watch way too much TV. Now I know it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for new shows ever. Um, and you, Sydney, you brought this up last week that it's quite distracting. That oh no, it must be Navi because she'd seen it by that point. That the office was quite bare in this episode compared with last week. Yeah, they had a it lot was of stuff on the walls. Yeah, Garrett and I talked about that too. We were willing to overlook it. 
We were willing to overlook that part. Oh, but it was I'm, a glad there's, I'm glad there's some things that you can overlook. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He liked this a lot better than episode one, though. That's a good... Well, yeah. it's not really a good thing, because I... One is probably the worst episode of X-Files ever watched. Oh, that's just not true. I could make really, you a list. It really, really is. No, no. When I got done with one, I was like, I'm never watching the show again. <laughs> yeah, he and was... then I sat there for three days, and I was like, you know, I'm going to watch episode two, and if it's as bad as one, and I then... am going to burn everything I own. And then he wanted to marry Jim Wong after episode two, so all is now right with the world. <laughs> It's totally fine. I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so angry. Like, I can't even control the frustration. Again, you have to, like, see it in a different way. Nope. <laughs> I, it just felt like a continuation of the second movie, which made me want to kill every. I, I wanted to grab all the DVDs and just, like, <laughs> snap them over my leg. So, yeah. give us give us a, the brief sort of overview then. What was it about that episode that you didn't like? Was it the the way that it was structured, the way that they told the story, or where um, they're going with the story? A lot story? of it had to do with the fact that it's gonna be. It would be hard to do a quick brief of it. We'll do it quick because you, you liked the mythology. It wasn't the actual well, I mean, it, idea that you. Didn't it, like. it wasn't the idea that I disliked. Um, it definitely felt like it needed at least another half hour. No, any more than that. It needed to be split into two hour premiere. Yeah. It needed more time. Um, uh, see, now I'm gonna blank out on it. What? Because I hated it so much. Uh, Joe McHale's character needed way more development. Um. They needed more time acting. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, David Duchovny yeah. felt really rigid, and it felt really. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, I he mean, really... <laughs> I, and I would know. <laughs> no, I mean, like the characters just weren't there for me, um, and it just—I don't know—it just had all the same problems. Like, it just seemed to like totally throw out the truth altogether, and. <sighs> oh, about their relationship. Well, about With the relationship. I mean, there's just. There are too many things that you had to just accept that happened in the downtime. Yeah. And, like, I just couldn't accept all of it. I mean, like, I still can't that they – and, like, I don't accept the explanation of how they got back into the X-Files. Uh, none of it. It just – Yeah. And I think that's why 2 was so good for me is that it kind of tried to attempt a very minuscule amount to, like, apologize for giving up William and – yeah kind of get their characters back in line and make a little bit of, and like Mulder actually has an opinion about it. And it's like, okay, yeah. this is starting to make more sense. And they kind of pull it back. And I yeah. like that. But Which I mean, it's funny. Cause that was shot fifth. Right. And this, the, 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 the thing that killed me was just like, they, um, now I'm doing Jeff Wingham, uh, Joe McHale. Joe I mean, his character, like quickly it was like it was almost too fast it was like i love scully yeah yeah you know it's so funny and then you're saying legit all the same things that we all said last right week. and then like to the point like on his show he's like i know a woman or the doctor that's done special help on these it's like she was just the assistant yeah we mentioned this yeah too. that oh my god that made me have <laughs> okay, a heart attack so basically you thought the same things we did because that's what you've said so far yeah something you like just that just express it in a more angry manner I wanted to reach through the TV and kill every character in the show because I just I couldn't handle it because I don't like they just didn't have the fight in them and yeah just oh my yeah. god and he just like because of the time constraint he had to accept what was being told to him so fast he's like okay I throw out the idea of and everything I've ever seen whatsoever that it's aliens and aliens are controlling this and cancer man the secret side all that I'm gonna throw it all out. And except this one random guy that came to me, his opinion, in a matter well, of five minutes. he's been talking with that guy before, though. That wasn't the first time they'd met. Not the scientist. Oh, you're talking about Joel McHale. Joel okay, McHale's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Scully... Like, Mulder's done this before, though. He did this, like, in but that <laughs> I can't accept it. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe he... I mean... Well, you haven't seen I'm giving his character too, too much credit. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I'll make it very clear. I don't want to see another myth arc without Frank Spotnitz there. Well, you're going to have one 
because Frank Spotnitz is busy. I'm not going to watch this next week. <laughs> yes, you will. You'll watch it and you'll I like will. it. I hope so. I mean, I think there's an opportunity there. I mean, there always is, but... You thought you were so mad after episode one that you didn't watch episode two, and then episode two is like one of your most favorite ever. Yeah, but so. I don't know if that's because episode one was so terrible. No, it's but I mean, I absolutely it. thought episode two was just spot on. Yeah, it's everything that episode one needed to be. Like they didn't try to hide anything, and they just they brought it, they gave out everything. There wasn't like the stupid clip at the front to like bring you up to date. Well, they kind of had to do that for like no, new audiences. They all right, didn't. all right, all right. Enough. You tell a good story. Enough. You don't have to do flashbacks. Enough. We've already done this. We literally did this last week. Yes, we did. We did. I'm getting drawn right. back into it. <sighs> okay. What do we What do we think about the X Files ringtone? Hated it. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> it I didn't. It, it it's one of those things for me that it takes me out of the X Files realm. It's so fantastical and unbelievable that it feels like it just pulls me right out of the story. you fell into it. That's the thing. Oh, I didn't fall Shame into on it. you. He says it's too fantastical in the episode, and he says, suck it. I'm pretty sure I wrote it verbatim. <laughs> Chast- chastised for seeking logic. No internal logic. See, I suck feel it. like that's what Darren Morgan has done. I feel like this whole thing is like a giant, like... Yeah, I bet none of it actually happened. How about that? You think so? No, I mean, no, I have no. Clue. I, I mean that I. But that's feel, the whole point. I feel like Darren made it in purposefully. <laughs> oh, this. You know what? Okay, we need to interview Darren Morgan now because now I'm seriously wondering if all of these little things that we're finding that like that doesn't make sense that his clothes were on. Could that have been on purpose simply because of the line where he's like, "It doesn't have to make sense." See, I didn't even notice the bit where the guy had his clothes on, apart from the flashback where he's stealing the clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So I missed. I missed that bit. Ah, I'm I'm starting to well, wonder I mean, he if even this goes is all on purpose. Mulder says, "How can I trust him?" He says, "You can't. I BS everything." Yeah. And then that's when he was like, "Well, I don't know." I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's so many inconsistencies in this episode that I'm now starting to wonder if they were see, legit put there purposely. I honestly think that's the joke. The joke is on me for overanalyzing something. All I want to know that's is the funny. animal control guy, a lizard man. I just, I need to know Oh, that. like how he, the bite, I, I thought maybe he's I like, need to know he's the lizard man. He he's like another acts one. like he's rabid though. Like does he have no, no, rabies no. It's not and just that he's, he's a serial okay, killer? Get this, right? So he bites their necks almost completely off and he's a human, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Even as a serial killer, that, that would be very odd. Yeah. Um, he works a job that he absolutely hates. Yeah. And because when um, they confront him and he's like, I hope it's a dog. And then he says something like... Um, I forgot what he says about his job, but it's something about that. Um, oh, he said he hopes it's a puppy. He can handle puppies and things. But then he says something right after that that made important the point about how he hates his job, essentially. How he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, he, he just he wants to quit. He questions his life. Yeah, he questions <gasps> his life. Just like this guy. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I think he is a lizard dude. But he's not a lizard at the same time as the other guy. When Mulder has his phone, well, maybe so he's some other kind of monster that's been yeah, maybe he's some other kind of monster, and he's trying to get back no. to his normal self too. Werewolves bite people, and they become werewolves. Lizard man bites lizard man or people, and they become yeah. Human. But he bit a lizard man who became a human. Yeah, because he's a lizard man that's human. See. That's what I'm getting at. Maybe okay. he's a jackalope that became human. <laughs> maybe he's yeah. the opposite. He's a man that became a lizard man. <laughs> I don't know. We're going way yeah. too far down the rabbit hole, right? No, but I this. need this. <laughs> this is not the conversation I thought I was going to have on this episode. <laughs> He's like, it has to make sense. I need his now character to, to make wonder. sense. Um, bottom line, I thought this is a really good episode, really funny episode, classic Darren Morgan from the humor, um, the scattershot nature of the story, if that will appease you. <laughs> And the meditation on the hopelessness and tediousness of human existence, which he touches on in Clyde Brockman, Jose Chung, um, and both of his Millennium episodes as well. Which, if you haven't seen those kids, go check those out. Both very good. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap it up here then, (laughs) on that note. (laughs) Because I'm sure we could go for another hour reciting the same material. Um, I will be back next week with Roy and Jessa, and we will talk about some of the more delightful things that happened in the Weird Monster episode, and we will also talk about what looks to be uh, pretty depressing stuff going on 
in Home Again. Folks, uh, go check out X-Files, talk xfiles.com, go check out xfiles.news. Oh, and I should probably mention that uh, we did have some problems with the episodes up on YouTube, but they have now been fixed or replaced. So every episode of this podcast is on YouTube now. You should be able to find that. Just do a search for X-Files, talk X-Files, or search for David T. Howard on YouTube, and you should be able to find those. Uh, thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I promise that there's no sarcasm in there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be later. And I, I would love to talk to you both some more, but unfortunately we all have to go work at jobs we hate in the morning. So you didn't like it, Garrett. <laughs> I liked it. He, it's, it. What's really funny is when I first saw it, I was like, oh, no. Like, I was so... I didn't want to watch it with him because I knew exactly what he would say. So I got online and I started talking to Kava, and Kava probably hated it more than I did. What? Yeah. And so then we talked to Kai, and Kai hated it as much as I did. <sighs> and we were like, wait a second. Everyone loves this. What what something must be like intrinsically wrong with us as humans. Yes. If everyone else but us likes this episode. <laughs>